Now, this being beaten with rods is not like caning you heard about. It's, it's a lot more severe. What they would do is they take a bundle of long, flexible sticks, and they'd wrap them together, often with a string, sometimes with pieces of metal. Then a trained soldier that knows how to exact <clears throat> the worst type of pain possible, I mean, he's trained at this, beats you nearly to death. And this beating didn't often only break bones, but it would leave you marred and, and maimed for life. And sometimes they'd even beat your feet. And what they do is they break every bone. You'd never walk again. It's a very, very serious form of torture. And then it says, and when they hit them, you know, once or twice, and when they had laid many stripes on them, this was severe. This was serious. They threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. And having received such a charge, the charge was so severe that actually the jailer's about to, to punish them even further. He put them into the inner prison. That, that, you know, the inner prisons was even more difficult to escape than the outer prisons, the most secure part. Then it says, on top of that, they fastened their feet in stocks. Now, stocks were two boards, typically, fastened together by pieces of metal, little metal hinges, if you will, and they had holes in them for the ankles. I'd like you to, 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 to show that. Now, here is a simple um, stock there, but the Romans were experts at torture, and what they would do sometimes is they'd put, you know, three or four holes, and... What they would do is, you know, here you, you could sit down or, or, or stand with, you know, your feet just like this. But the stocks that had many holes would actually stretch your legs. And what they would do is they would stretch out the legs until you felt excruciating pain. And then they'd make you stand on those stretched legs. And then when you fell, and sometimes they, they hold you, they, they chain you to the wall so you couldn't fall, so you'd be putting pressure on the, the, the joints. It's a, it's a whole thing. As a matter of fact, I'm talking too much about this. It was, it was intense. It was intense, okay? Just take my word for it. All this is going on. They were beaten. They're in stocks. Some say the inner prison was just a hole in the ground, so they were dropped into this hole with rats and critters and all this stuff running around. But at midnight, it was cold. There's no ventilation in this prison. Disease. There were no restrooms. There's no plumbing. The walls reeked of waste and death. But at midnight. Sometimes we read that text wrong. And we think it's saying that at midnight, they started to pray. Mm -mm. What the text is saying here, they were still praying and singing at midnight. While they were still bleeding. While their bodies were still throbbing. Before they saw any sign of deliverance. At midnight, Paul and Silas were still praying and singing hymns to God. When things don't go the way you think they should go, when unfair things happen in your life, these men did not deserve this. Late into the midnight hour, can you still be heard praying and singing 
with a melody in your heart to your God. You see, these men had a joy the world didn't give, and the world could not take it away. And the prisoners, the Bible says, were listening to them. You see, these inmates were used to groaning and cursing in the most foul and insane. You know, people would go crazy in those prisons. They were used to, you know, people even barking like dogs and animals. They, they were used to the insanity. But they had never heard anything like that in this jail before. You see, the other prisoners were listening, but these men were only living for an audience of one. And when they kept, you know what, Lord, it didn't go down the way I thought it should. Lord, all I'm trying to do is do your will, and and I got myself, I got some bones broken, and Lord, my leg going to be crooked for the rest of my God, and and, and then they didn't just put me in prison, they put me in, it stinks in here, God, but but, but, but Lord, I I don't know if I want to serve you. No. At midnight, when it didn't make sense, all they're trying to do is serve God. It wasn't their fault. They're beaten. But at midnight, they're singing and praying. And then a couple hours into the performance of celebration for the one, the father got up off his throne and gave them a standing ovation. And as he clapped, the ground shook. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So the very foundations of the prison, man, you could shake the very foundation of the thing holding you. If you hold on to God in the midst of, in spite of, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. All because they praised through their pain. If we do the same, it'd be just a matter of time before what has had us bound also comes down. And immediately, you see, when you praise through, see, many of us worship God to get something. You see, I've been married for a long time, forgive me for being frank, but as healthy as I am, if I only talk to my wife when I want something from my wife, that has a way of ruining the mood. <laughs> How y'all been married more than a day? <laughs> now, now there, there are times you say, oh God, there I go. <laughs> there are times that, you know, it's okay. You know what you want is what you want is what you want. But if all the time, that's the only time you have a kind word. It's the only time she pretty. It's the only time her cooking is good. Y'all know where I'm going, right? And some of us try to play God the same way. When we need something, all of a sudden, Lord, I praise you. Oh, yes, I, Lord, I love you. I'm coming to church when we want something. But let him not give us what we want when we want it. I ain't got no time for that church. All they want, you know, okay, I'm, I'm going to keep going. Keep going. God stood up and gave them that ovation. Place shook. 
Immediately, all the doors were open. Everyone's chains were loose. See, their chains were through these hoops. It came from the bodies through hoops on walls, and it all came down. But what I want you to see here, your victory is not just for you. I'm going to say it again. Your victory is not just for you. It's for everybody watching, everyone paying attention. Your, your victory is for everyone you had Thanksgiving with. Your, your, your victory is bigger than you. And the keeper of the prison awake from sleep and seeing that the prison doors were open, he supposed that the prisoners had fled. He drew his sword to kill himself. And suicide is a, it just makes a temporary problem permanent. It's the worst thing you can do. But Paul cried out with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm for we are all what here. This is important. If the motive, this, this is all I'm saying to you this morning, and this is appropriate for Thanksgiving weekend. If, if his motive, if his only motive for praising and praying to God was to get out of his situation, he would have already gone. Do you get it? This is important. We don't worship God to get free. We worship God because we are free. I don't know if you got that. That man, both of those men were in chains and in stocks, but they were free. They were free on the inside. And when you're free on the inside, you can worship God no matter what's happening on the outside. The reason sometimes we quit worshiping is not because of our circumstance or what somebody did, but because of who we are and our bondage. Then he called for a light, ran in, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. I mean, just a second ago, life had been at its worst, beat bloody, incarcerated, major stuff happening physically in their bodies. But boom, God turned it in a moment. And you see, the the challenge is, it's like, you know, when I give, I know that God will give back. But at the same time, I typically don't give to get. See, I know that when I worship him, he's going to show up and do some things, but I'm not just doing it so he does some things. At some point, our, our, our faith has to become more than an inch deep. Lord, I worship you as long as you do what I want you to do. At some point, this is how, as I grow older, Lord, because of who you are, I don't care whether I'm in a prison. I don't care if she ever loves me, don't love me. I don't care if my kids ever get it right. I don't care if I ever pay my bill. God, you are worthy of my honor and my praise, and and I will sing my song to you, God. And and Lord, you don't even have to take me out of this mess, because as long as you're with me, I'm going to be okay. That's the type of faith that God wants in each of us. During this time, he said, well, I walked away from God because he didn't heal you. If he doesn't heal you, the best that can happen is you die. (laughs) How bad is that to go into the presence of God forever? (laughs) 
Lord, if, you, if, if I never receive my healing, you are a good God. Yes. If, if, if I never pay my mortgage, you are a good God. Lord, if I never make sense of the beating I just took, you are a good God. That's faith. Before they were delivered, before they were free, they praised and sang to God. And the truth is, you can't beat God in, in, in giving, and, and, and you, can't, you, you can't do something like that and him not respond. But if your motive is just for him to respond, you may find yourself staying in that prison because you're not really free, and really, in some level, your faith may not be real. But when these guys were beaten and bloody, they didn't worship God based on circumstance, whether they were married, not married, whether they were healed, not healed. Lord, you are my creator. You are my God, and I don't have to understand. I will trust you. And this is the step of faith. And God does heal, and, and God does provide. He does all those things. But God wants us to take a step of faith today. And Lord, I don't need you to fix this situation for me to love you back. I don't need you to fix this marriage for me to say you're real. God, I love you if that person never loves me. I love you if I'm divorced tomorrow. I, I, I love you if all the churches in the United States of America shut down. You are my God and, and I will worship you. This has to be the commitment of our hearts. Well, the warden comes in, you know, shaking, you know. Oh, man, I, I heard something I never heard before. You guys been in here for years, and I heard lots of things. I never heard that. You see, what these guys did at midnight is what earned their credibility. Dear God, did you hear what I just said? People aren't going to listen to you just because you got a whole bunch of stuff. It's when you stay faithful when you, when you lose your stuff, ain't got no stuff, and, and everything goes sideways. That's why I, don't, I can't listen to every preacher, because they just talking. Ain't been through nothing, ain't faced nothing, and, and uh, the... the, the, the hmm. can often hear it in their voice whether or not they talk it for real whether they've been through it and whether they come through the fire I mean, the credibility comes when, when, when you're down to nothing and, and God turns it around anyway and, and, but you, you held on and, and you kept loving him and, and you remained faithful do you understand that, that, that's when people start listening to us but let the economy go down, and half y'all won't show up. I'm not talking about this room. I was really talking to live streamers. The live streamers. It's the live streamer. Man, man, let there be a little bit of trouble. You out of, are you real? Do you really know our God? We got to worship a little deeper than just the beat. We got to worship a little bit deeper than as long as it's okay, Lord, I'm thankful. Here's the deal. When it's not okay and he's with me, I'm good. No, no. And listen, you, 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 listen I'm, I'm human like you. And, and then there'll be some little gripe and complaining and I'll be fighting with some stuff. Too. But here's the deal. 
If I'm down to God only, I have enough. And he brought them out and said, sirs, because they had credibility. Because he saw what they did in crisis. This was not some clever people speaking some, some good stuff. Sir, what must I do to know a God like you know? What must I do to be able to handle what you just handled the way you handled what you handled? Sir, what must I do? To have such a hope and, and such a faith, what must I do to be saved? Amen. Yes. And here's one of the greatest challenges, Lisa, in my life, maybe not yours, but it is in mine. The greatest challenge is, is blessing those who hurt you. Yeah. I mean, the very man who had just tortured them, yeah. they paused long enough to lead them to Christ. Now, after me taking that beating, you going to stretch my legs out? I might be, you might need to figure that out on your own. I, I'm out of here. <laughs> All right, I do better. I'll, I, I do, I, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I. You see, it's the truth, though. The weak never forgive because forgiveness is only a quality of the strong. So Paul, now listen, the longer he talks to this guy, the more likely it is for him to be put back under arrest. Paul talks with him because it wasn't about getting out of the prison. The prayer and the song was not about them getting free. They were already free. Do you understand what I'm saying? The circumstance didn't matter. So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will be saved, man. You're going to experience just what, what, what we got going on. You and your whole household. The best way to defeat an enemy is to make him your friend. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. And here's the deal. Well, I was hostile. Well, you were hostile. Making fun of God, the ways of God. I mean, it didn't even make sense for you to say there's not a God and all, but you still said some of those silly things while we we're yet enemies. God said, you know what? I got to deal with my enemies, so the way I'm going to fix this for you is I'm going to make you my friend. And while we were sinners, Christ died for us. While we were wayward, just backwards, just all that we were, God said, you know, what I'm going to do is show you how good I am. And when I reveal to you how good I am, I'm not going to force you to do this thing. That's what the devil, I'm not going to force you. It's by your own free will. I'm just going to show you me. And by the way, God doesn't have to show us anything. He already has the sun setting and rising. He got a whole bunch of good stuff happening around here. We know that there got to be a God behind some of this stuff. But while we were enemies, God unveiled himself, showed us his beauty, showed us his grace. They said, you choose. And if we choose to be his friend, all of a sudden everything shifts and changes. 32 and we're through for the morning. Then these guys that had just been beaten up spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in their house. 
All because these men decided to turn their worries into worship. When they did it, God turned their pain into power, their battle into a blessing, their obstacles into an opportunity. The reason we feel so beaten, most of us are not, nobody in here is going through exactly what these men went through. But the reason we often feel so beaten is because we're trying to fight battles that only belong to God. But when these guys were in prison, they weren't even fighting a battle. This wasn't spiritual warfare. This was, Lord, I give it to you. You are my God. You love me more than I love myself. I will trust you. And Lord, help keep me strong, Lord. Help me say the right thing. Help me not kirk out in this situation, Lord. And, and they were praying out loud. They were probably pray, uh, praying the verses from the Bible, singing the Psalms. And, and Lord, you got me. You'll keep me. You are a good God. You're the unwise God. And, and I will trust you. And as they did that, God showed up in measure. Amen. But we have to learn just because it hurts doesn't mean God's failed. Lord, it hurts, so I will lift up my hands. In fact, Lord, this is a greater chance to lift up my hands, to prove to myself that you're not just some made-up thing, Lord, because I, I, I have nothing natural to, to explain why I still lift my hands to you, Lord. When, when it hurts, I will lift up my hands. Lord, when I don't understand... I will still come. Lord, when it's not fair, I will still trust. This, ladies and gentlemen, is faith. Faith is not just your new Cadillac. Faith is not just a six-bedroom house. Faith is not a perfect marriage. I don't know one who has one, but it's not what you made it up to be. Faith. Is worshiping him and experiencing him even at midnight. Even when your black is bloody. Even when it hurts. Again, it wasn't fair. He didn't do anything to bring this on. He was just going to pray. What is your faith made out of? Do you have the stuff that these men have? The Bible says you do. A lot of us say, I'll be happy. When things start going better, I'm happy because he lives. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.